this DFS divisional round NFL playoff picks edition of the sports gambling podcast is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet 100, get 100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com/winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com/wynnbet. State restrictions apply. Hi, this is Merrill Hodge and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, baby. To the sports gambling podcast. I'm Sean stacking the money green with my partner in picks, Ryan. Real money Kramer. What's happening, Kramer? Dog. Not feeling like a sexy bitch right now. Why is that? I don't have the jacket on, Sean. <laughs> the I mean, the amount of people that came up and commented specifically to Ryan, but also to me, rocking our sweet homage jackets uh, when we did the quick day trip to Las Vegas yesterday. It's insane. I I don't under like I've never had this many people and maybe you just don't wear enough giant stuff normally, Ryan, but I I've, I've never can recall unnecessary, this many, unnecessary this many people coming up to you and saying something and Unnec- we really stand out in the crowd and people are like, Hey, how are you friends? First of all, it's gotta be like stepbrothers us sitting next to each other on the plane with the giants <laughs> and the Eagles jackets on. But no, I think, I think like I've mentioned, these jackets are just, they're, they're legit a small Yorkie to a hot check. Mm. They just have to come over and it's check a great it accessory. out. Got to come say hi. They got to say hi. Give it a pet to see what's <laughs> underneath the hood. And I, uh, I'm sorry, the man in the box was in here before. I think he had some levels turned up. No, I'm just trying to figure out the cable in here. What's going on? Oh, it's ro- it's I have it's oh, I see what's going on. What's going a little little, <laughs> little soundboard cabling issue. Got it sorted. <laughs> All right. We're ready to go. Here we go. Oh, listen to that. Listen to that noise. Hey, as always, brought to you by WinBet, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W Y N N B E T. Pet Pig, Win Bigger. Sports game. I mean, if you haven't signed over at WinBet now, what are you what are you waiting for? So many opportunities to win. You got that sweet, sweet parlay wheel. You have the win hour for reduced juice on tons of games. We're taping this. On a uh, Thursday here, Indiana, Illinois, less juice. Even their NFL games, a lot of them are. Uh, I'm seeing minus 108 in the uh, Bengals-Bills game. Again, why are you paying extra juice if you don't have to? Win bet is the place to win. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com/slash/wynnbet. Bet 100, get 100. State restrictions apply. And of course, fire up that parlay wheel, spin it, and win it. And as always, offer subjects change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where play through winbet is available. You are someone you know has a gambling problem. Call 1 800 522 4700. Joining us on the line, you know him as the editor from the uh, sportsgamblingpodcast.com and the Don of Bills Mafia, Mr. Adam Pelletier. What's happening, Adam? 
Not much, guys. Just getting ready, keeping my fingers crossed, getting through this weekend, and we'll see what I'm doing next weekend. That's the big question on everybody's mind. As the NFL took an outdoor game and put it potentially indoors, Colby Dant is rolling over in pain wherever he is. That's yeah. all I know. Yeah, you almost said grave, but I I know what you're getting at there. Yeah, it is crazy. Why did why Atlanta? Did we as someone who follows the Bills super close? Did we get any sort of explanation on Atlanta? The only explanation can be is they knew if they put it in Charlotte, it would be seventy thousand Bills fans in that stadium. <laughs> Everyone from upstate New York, and moves it would down just be packed. Charlotte. We all live here now. No one stayed. We all moved to Charlotte. <laughs> we all said we're sick of the cold. We're sick of the snow. We're going to move somewhere. And when the Bills show up in Charlotte, do we show out? There's a Bills backers bar a half mile from the stadium that when the Bills are in town, they close off the parking lot, whole tailgate going on. (laughs) And it it feels like home, really. That's that's probably why they knew if they put it in Charlotte, it would feel like home. I feel like you missed the they they did. It was because it was on such such short notice. The only place they were able to secure was mm. uh, in Atlanta, because of course Chick Fil A won't be open. It's so. closed. They had no bookings well, and, on and, Sunday. And uh, they, you know, obviously Atlanta, home to uh, where Home Depot started. Tons of uh, foldable tables uh, available. So uh-huh. if, if Bill's Mafia heads down there, they're gonna. There was a, that great story about when they went down to Jacksonville of like local places not selling uh, folding tables unless you had like a local license. That's stupid. Because they were selling out. Yeah. Just have a local rate. They do it in Hawaii all mm, over the place. Yeah. Just have a local rate. Like sell if someone from from Bill's Mafia shows up, it, it's fair for you to tax them a bit, but sell them the table. Adam, we're, we're gonna be bringing our own, don't worry. Oh. But but we got we got to take care of business this week. We're, we're getting like ahead not, of ourselves. Not looking past I had it. to get had to get ahead of myself just because I had to get the pre-order in, you know, sign into the NFL app, make sure I'm on the pre-order list. Had to think ahead a little bit so that way I'm ready for just the game this weekend if it happens. Now, now I will say, I, as someone who has uh, watched a game in the Atlanta State, a neutral site game in that stadium, I, it, it I, I would be very, I'll be very excited to see which crowd. Not, not to say the Bills are going to be there, but of the two teams. That would potentially play in that game hypothetically. I'm not <laughs> saying it's the Bills and the Bengals, uh, or the Bills and the Chiefs, but it, it certainly would be fun to see which crowd could uh, win the well, win the, the stadium. And they both travel well, so I think it would yeah. be end up being close to a 50-50 split. A lot of fights, right? Similar fan base. It's very scrappy. <laughs> the last no, no, no. The Bills fans have class. Chiefs fans are out here oh, robbing wow. banks to pay for their tickets. <laughs> we did, there was the Search guy. It who, if you didn't hear about that, this was one. a great story. The guy <laughs> robbed the uh, chi- <laughs> the Kansas City Bank in his Chiefs mask. Not, yeah. Um. But anyways, last time I was in Atlanta for a Bills Falcons game, it was you wouldn't have known any different. It was a Bills game. It was a mm. Bills home mm. game. Atlanta fans not really fans. They weren't cheering. They weren't with it. They're front oh, runners. True. They don't understand what it's like to cheer for a bad team. <laughs> and this was before the bills were good. I don't even remember. I think Kyle Orton was the quarterback yeah, you, or well, no, gotta, it was, it was the last, uh, well, you got to realize the here. Falcons. Like if you're in that part of the country, um, it's all about the Braves and chipper Jones. Maybe I'm dating myself. 
Chipper still playing, Sean. Still getting out there, swinging the old stick. Love them, the Braves. All right, one last thing. Can I we... ask one more question of Don of Bills Mafia? Are you feeling good about the fact that you get to host this game, even even though no, okay. no, I, I think we should be going into Cincinnati oh. and taking care of business. Okay, oh. I want to play Cincinnati. I want to play the Chiefs. I want everybody to realize that this team is good. This team oh. is a Super Bowl caliber team. Josh Allen is a Super Bowl caliber quarterback. Will beat everybody on their best day. I want them to beat the NFC's I, I love this. representative, I, I kinda... and then I want them to go and play the whoever lost the NFC Championship <laughs> game the next week. Just to, to make prove sure, prove the point. Just to make sure. Just uh, to make sure. Honestly, I I was kind of throw it out there, kind of in jest there, but I do think there was something if Josh Allen rallied the team and said, you know what. Grade that game as a loss. We don't need it. We're gonna come to you and like kind of just full leaned into it. Our you know our brother is healthy. That's all we needed in Cincinnati. You guys take that win. I wonder what would have happened if they would have like leaned into that because I think that is like America's a, team loading. Well, that America's is like a team. badass origin story. America's if, team is here. Yeah. It's not the Dallas Cowboys. There's only no, one good the red, white, and blue jersey <laughs> team in the NFL. That actually wears red, white, and blue on as the primary jersey color, and it is the Buffalo Bills. Coincidentally, also the only team to lose four straight Super Bowls. Oh, Ryan, don't uh, bring that. I, I top say, ten NFL dynasty. Real quick, early nineties Bills, top ten NFL not, dynasty. Not Maybe I, ten teams that had a better stretch than I'm the a, early nineties Bills. Uh, no argument. Just we it, dynasties generally get at least one. Uh, <laughs> We will, saved them. We saved them so we can oh, rattle off wait. some wins here with Josh. Here, here's what I will say. Not, not that um, you know. Obviously, we've been kind of uh, handicapping the situation with what, when, where Demar Hamlin's going to be this week. Sean, if you, uh, I, I, as I told you before the show, I've been di- uh, digging on the AM radio lately. I've been list- going full AM radio in the car and the local uh, five seventy in Los Angeles. I'll plug them because what they're doing is pretty disgusting. They are reminding people they're, they're to get people to tune into the Bills Bengals game this weekend, Sean. Yeah. They are essentially saying, "Remember that amazingly crazy moment that happened a couple weeks weeks back, where a man almost died on the field." That's how they're promoting the game. Really, it that was seems un- like a weird. It was shocking. Weird angle to lean into. It was super shocking. Anyway, uh, yeah, let's let's pick. A let's get to the lineups, Kramer. You have the honors. Who is your quarterback? Well, I mean. Uh, I see one one quarterback in the NFL that can handle the rushing workload and sling the ball with his arm, <laughs> maximum efficiency. Uh, also save a ton of dough. Uh, they didn't they didn't adjust the price right here. It's like they haven't been watching the NFL. Uh, I've built some lineups with uh, Mr. Mahomes, Mr. Burrow, and Mr. Allen. But for this lineup, fifty eight hundred, Dan. Jones, you know, I, I I don't mind it, especially considering how cheap it is, and it's very easy to run on a prevent defense. So (laughs) I I I fell for it. I was like, you really really (laughs) bought it, hook, line, and sinker. Thank you. uh, Well, in my head, I was like, you're so nervous, you're gonna start complimenting the Giants. Is that no need for that? Okay. Are you going, Josh (laughs) Allen, Adam? Not even a question. And I'm gonna do a little bit of a thought exercise here because. Kramer's been saying that Josh Allen misses Daddy Dable, mm, correct? And so I'm going to give 
Kramer two stat lines here, and he's going to tell me which is oh, from like Ken Dorsey and which is from <laughs> Brian Dable. Okay. 63% completion percentage, 4,400 yards, 36 touchdowns, 15 interceptions, no game-winning drives, no fourth-quarter comebacks. Yeah, un- unfortunately. Versus 63% completion percentage, 35 touchdowns, 14 interceptions, three fourth-quarter comebacks, four game-winning drives. So, uh, unfortunately, I already know this information because it seems that Bill's Mafia listens <laughs> to the show and the memo went out. Uh, one person tweeted to me publicly. Three separate people slid into my DMs, all with the same information. Who's the same this year as last year? All right, that's fine. That's fine. I'm telling you, as a guy who's watched decades of of football, I think he misses Daddy Dable, and he's holding he on. He misses dearly. him a little. He's holding on to the ball a little too much. He's taking too many shots. But prime time playoff Josh Allen comes wow. to play, and you know what? I'm not that worried about this year because I'm going to read you another fifth year quarterback stat line 66 percent completion percentage 4200 yards 27 touchdowns 19 picks the forehead the sheriff himself peyton manning's fifth year in the nfl only (laughs) went 10 and 6. all i'm saying josh is on a pretty good trajectory not overly worried about it. They're going to get the offensive line. Uh, but really, are I want to get subscribed to this uh, Bills Mafia <laughs> stats info. The feed. Bills Kool Aid <laughs> delivery system. Uh, you just sign up every month. You get a new flavor of Bills Kool Aid. Oh. I, 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 no, there's only one flavor. It's <laughs> it's blue flavored, and that's it. Um, what do you, what is your take on on the turnovers? Because it does seem like a real thing with Josh. There's been some high leverage moments. Maybe he's just forcing it a little bit, trying to do too much. Certainly, it's not arm strength. He seems to be, you know, he has good recognition. What do you uh, What do you make of the turnovers? I think it's that the thing that's been different this year is the offense hasn't been as dominant as it was two years ago, and the defense isn't as good as it was last year. So he has to put this team on his back more often, and without Cole Beasley. Underneath, they don't have a reliable slot option. Gabe Davis is the softest six foot four receiver I've ever seen play the game of football. <laughs> and I say this, I love him because he makes some plays, but golly, he drives me up a wall. So it, it's just he's put in a situation where he has to go win the game and he's going and winning the game this year, even if he does put them behind the eight ball. And some of that is the line has struggled this year. The Bills offensive line has been decimated by injuries. They were missing Mitch Morse for a bit. Dawkins has missed time. Um, Bright tackle has been a rotating door between Questenberry and Spencer Brown. And he's holding the ball longer because he's trying to make those hero ball plays. He has almost half the throwaways he had last year. So Dorsey is clearly coaching him to hold the ball and make a play. Whereas Dable said, throw it away and live to play another down. I will say um, now having Dable on the team and hearing the way they talk that there, there is a lot of uh, value placed on the chemistry between the slot receiver and the quarter, Richie James in the giants case, where a lot of what they work on is the freestyle aspect. So I can totally buy that. It seems like the, the, the lack of, uh, although the Beasley man is back now, Sean, uh, Sean will tell you he's, that but. Uh, he's been, he hasn't been himself. I no. mean, I've seen Cole Beasley out there who he's like, when you get a little older and you go to play pickup basketball <laughs> at the park 
and you go to make that move that you could do three years ago. And then you pull your hamstring and you're like, oh shit, I'm not as, I'm not, you know, I'm not 28 year old. I'm 31, 32 year old now. And you're just that little bit slower and it just changes the whole chemistry and outcome. Of it's everything. that alternative medicine he's into. <laughs> he's been inside his self immunization routine has not been good for Cole Beasley. Not a good look. <laughs> All right. Hey, what do we got here? Oh, I know my quarterback, Jalen Hurts, confirmed dog. What a great episode! And I didn't even I missed the Homer. The Homers <laughs> abound. Uh, I wonder yeah, come how many on. people will will complain about the Homerism this you episode. Jalen Hurts, he's finally he's off the injury report. He's hungry. He's motivated. I mean, you want to get aroused football wise? Just listen to mm. some of his interviews leading up to this game. The level of laser focus that is in his voice, the command. I, he's, the guy is just a winner, 14 and one at home. He's, he's going to be a willing runner. And I like the matchup at home against the giants. Mm. You're paying up, but you're paying for good reason. Give me Jalen hurts 7,600. Uh, f- if in case you were wondering the projected uh, chalky picks are Josh Allen and Jalen hurts. No surprise there with Patrick yeah. Mahomes right behind him. Dan Jones and Joe Burrow both projected to be like 10%. Joe, Bur- so. Joe Burrow is pretty interesting. Um, but again, the more I think about it, the more I think that game, I don't know. I could see it being uglier than people might think, at least for yeah. a GPP thing. Um, I think either leaning into Burrow or just kind of fading well, that game, or maybe just playing one of the running backs and not the pass. Good catchers. transition. There's a lot of ways to play this game. Um, did you play Joe Mixon? Well, right? yeah, great transition. Yeah, kind of, kind of discussed it on the FFPC uh, playoff challenge show. But I, I, the more that I looked into it, the more that I like Joe Mixon for a couple of reasons. One. If they do win the game, Joe Mixon's almost certainly going to be doing something with the state of the offensive line. And two, like Joe Mixon is one of the few running backs who's going to get the workload to where they could. I, I mean, I, I I don't know if I have yeah, that's right, three touchdowns, baby, fifty <laughs> to one. Uh, you can even like that if you don't, and like the the Bills to win the game. I don't know. It just seems like it seems like his floor is super high. Uh, when I pulled up the ownership too, I was surprised to see like he's not on that uh, top shelf when it comes to projected ownership. Ownership, so he'll still get, definitely catch some ownership. But sixty five hundred, I think folks are going to look to Jamar Chase more. I think T Higgins being only fifty eight hundred is going to be a really attractive play. So uh, you know, I even think Joe. I mean, Joe Burrow is sixty five. He's eleven hundred le- less than Hertz. So I. I'm surprised that the projected ownerships for Burrow because I, I feel like people are going to find themselves into that double. It's it's not the most expensive double. Like you can play the Burrow double bet way easier than a Mahomes single with Kelsey. Well, also too, I mean, you could talk yourself into uh, Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd did have yeah. in that game that was voided uh, against the Bills. He he was the guy who had that first yeah. touchdown. Perhaps all of what we said is why uh, Mixon's projected to get less than twenty percent ownership. Uh, Adam, what is your what's your first running back? I got to look at the other side of the battle of the bosses here. And I got to go with um, actually, no, sorry. I changed that Travis Etienne. I lied. It's no, it's no bosses. I couldn't get Miles Sanders out of there. I couldn't pick between the dads. So I went with Travis Etienne because when you look back at what the Kansas city chiefs have done against the Seattle Seahawks, they gave up hundred yards to Kenneth Walker on 26 carries at the end of the day, if they're going to feed him, he's going to get work. And 
Additionally, they gave up six catches to DJ Dallas. Travis Etienne is better than both of those players. And so he's going to get his work. They also failed to contain Austin Eckler. The Chiefs struggle against good backs on the ground. And Jacksonville is going to get ETN the ball as he's their best player right now. He's their best offensive weapon at this moment. I, yeah, I, I mean, he, Sean, he's in my cash lineup this week. Yeah, I, I really like ETN. I mean, yeah, I'm it's, it's super stoked match. on the on the uh, lineups I advanced with ETN. I think there's a lot of ways to attack the Kansas City defense. Both but in, I, I didn't play ETN in this lineup. No, and um, I I got a nugget here. Um, shout out to the new research guy pulling it pulling down some great stuff here. Uh, ETN he had a uh, oh, god damn it. Um, ETN receiving props as a good way to fade some of the uh, some of the Chiefs linebackers. So, I think I think ETN might be involved more yeah. in the in the pass catching game. Besides being like a decent option to run against him. Also, yeah, I mean he's coming off that kind of strange twelve yard receiving game too. So you're buying and, and the Whoa. Chiefs the Chiefs run a ton of too high safety. So again, that's where you get that nice underneath stuff. So it might be good for Evan Ingram or it might be uh good receiving props for ETN as well. And he actually hasn't been that big of a pass catcher out of the backfield. His best week was three catches this year. It's weird. But the thing is, is what he can do after he catches the ball. Yeah. He hasn't had a big break yet but it feels like this could be the week where it happens because the chiefs have to contain Engram, both the Joneses and uh, Christian Kirk, and he's going to gash him on the ground. He doesn't need a lot of work. He went nine for one Oh eight against the Texans and was out at halftime, you know, 12 yards a carry is one hell of a game. Uh, I, my first running back, Jarek McKinnon, again, like he is on just an insane heater. Uh, he's $6,000, but like the pass catching stuff, the touchdown at some point you can just say, Hey, he's due for regression, or you can just ride the hot hand. Jarek McKinnon touchdown in his last six games. He has nine touchdowns on 27 touches like that kind of efficiency. It's maybe not sustainable long-term, but I'm not fading Regression. it. I'm not fading it this week against that Jags team. Are you kidding me? And he he's, he's guaranteed to be used near the goal line. Like they, they obviously use him in the, in the receiving game. Maybe CEH comes back, but if I'm Andy Reed, like you're almost just figuring out new ways to get Jarek McKinnon involved versus like excuses not to play him. That touchdown efficiency is just insane. So I'm all over Jarek McKinnon. Well, I mean, in last year, if you remember, he had he had an awesome postseason in the wild card round. Yeah, uh, or sorry, in the yeah in the wild card round, he had a six catch, eighty one yard, one touchdown performance, and then I think there was a potentially even another touchdown in there. Yeah, he had just just a tremendous amount of pass catching work too, which fits the fits the situation. Jags are pretty trash against the, the running back. All right, running back two is a stack. Ooh, I mean, you get play Saquon. I mean. If the if the Giants are successful in this game, it's because they've run the ball well against the Eagles, just like other teams who have had success against the Eagles have done. Barkley also getting a tremendous amount of usage in the past get uh, the past game. We we just barely missed that two forty to one last week. He had fifty four receiving yards. We needed sixty. So yeah, I mean, I think the catch floor is pretty high. I think it's got to be part of the game plan. I think part of the reason he only had nine carries last week is they thought they could attack through the air. And I think this week, if they're smart, which they generally are, they're going to look to attack on the ground a little bit more. Barkley could have one of those huge touch games like he did early in the season. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I eight catches maybe having Jordan Davis back and him fresh, I think, is a huge plus for their run defense. How many snaps does he play? Probably like you know twenty five. Oh yeah, I, I yeah, I mean, I think he'll. He's in game shape. Yeah, no, I mean, he he dealt with that angle thing. He's a big dude, but he seems to be back and pretty healthy. So, uh, my second running back. Uh, Boston Scott. I mean, he's forty three hundred dollars. This is how you win a GPP oh. is by playing one of these guys. You have to have someone who's going to catch very low ownership that is going to get a touchdown at a good price. Boston Scott. He has eight career games against the Giants. He has ten touchdowns. Boston Scott has In the never. Season. He has never scored. Or he has never not scored a touchdown while playing the Giants. This is true. Nick Sirianni knows that, and maybe maybe they get away from Hurts QB sneak. I they like Boston Scott near the goal line. Uh, it, to me, Boston at forty three hundred, it's a smash play. Boston Scott is the stuffed crust pizza of running backs. Delicious. Only great the week they're playing the Giants. <laughs> uh, Adam, what do you got for your uh, what do you got for your second running back? So I need to qualify this here as I think this Bills Bengals game is going to be a shootout. I think there's a very real possibility this game crosses 90 points total. Wow. Whoa. Where we got 40 really? and 40. Both of these defenses have been banged up, given up yardage, given up points. And I think that this could be this is this is a good candidate to push 90 plus points. So I got James Cook in there because James Cook, low cost play, but high variance, getting double digit touches touchdowns two of the last three weeks and he hasn't been involved in the passing game as he could be you know we saw what he could be against new england when he had 20 touches he went for 100 total yards no touchdowns in that game the bills need to get james cook involved because he brings an explosiveness that as much as we love devin singletary and his reliability he just doesn't get loose like james cook does james cook could get loose as the defense is keying in on josh and Stefan and Knox and Davis, somebody's going to be open. If the Bills line can hold up, James Cook could have a couple big 20 yard, 20 plus yard plays, which is great value at $4,800. And not a lot of folks are going to be on it. Well, so and, Cook and James is- Cook definitely has the chance to be the number one running back. Like it, it's not set in stone that Singletary's the lead guy, right? No, they've been pretty much alternating. It's been a pretty clean, almost 50 50 split. Last yeah. week, Cook was only 30% of snaps, but before that, 55 41. He's crossed 40% uh, five times in the last six, seven weeks. So he's getting work. They like him. They like the explosiveness that he brings. And, you know, whatever faults he has in pass protection, he makes up for it with what he does with the ball in his hands. And he's only going to get better. He's a great bring back for Joe Burrow and a double there. Ooh, interesting. All right, Ryan, let's talk receivers. Who's your first receiver? Oh, let's I'll I'll just I'll get the double out of the way. I uh Richie James is like the matchup. Okay, let's play this, but it's it's just such a such a low low ceiling that I had Darius Slayton's basically the same price. Hodgins being 4900 kept him away, kept me away from him, but Slayton being 4200 He's the speed guy. If there's going to be a big play in the game, it's going to be Slate. And I've said this before. Uh, we'll probably take a look at his uh, over longest receptions. But 4,200, Darius Slayton completes the, the the Danny Dimes experience. Who do you got, Adam? Why yeah, what's your receiver? One? You can't play Josh Allen and not have Stefan Diggs in there. There you go. True. Diggs has just been an absolute target monster, double digit targets over 50% of the games he's played this year. 
over a hundred yards and over half the games he's played touchdowns galore, including a three touchdown game against Tennessee. Stefan Diggs loves the big stage in a game like this against Cincinnati with a player like Jamar chase on the other sideline. Stefan Diggs is going to show up and ball out. Look for him to go well over a hundred and score at least one touchdown. Wow. Stefan did calling your shot. I it's interesting. You think it you're, you're leaning more towards a shootout. Um, I like that Josh Allen double too. No, no cooking digs. Yeah. I, I think when you play, oh, wait till we get to the tight end. Oh, oh is Whoop. it a Gilliam? Whoop. Adam. No, I didn't go that deep. I didn't <laughs> go that dark. Horse. Does, I does, thought about it for a minute. I, I, uh, oh man, Gilliam in that in that Bengals Bills game. I did have Gilliam twenty seven to one to score a touchdown. He had a red zone catch. So sorry. he's due. They he like is. him down around the goal line. They do. I I might have to sprinkle him. Stay tuned for the prop show. Might have to play him again because it's a twenty seven to one, and he's like a hundred to one to get a first touchdown. He already had a first touchdown earlier in the season. All right, my receiver one, AJ Brown. The dude is unguardable, having an amazing season. Seventy six hundred dollars. I, I mean, I think I, you know, we'll talk uh, tight end as well. But AJ Brown, he has three games over one hundred fifty of receiving yards. Leading receiver in the NFL last five weeks. He's just a very tough guy to guard. And if there's any sort of rust or whatever issues coming back, he clearly. Jalen Hurts clearly has the most chemistry with AJ Brown. No knock on Devonta Smith, who's also a great number two. Uh, AJ Brown all day. I mean, Smith definitely has the better matchup this week. We'll we'll see how AJ does against Adoree Jackson. Like our chances. <laughs> what are you going to be inside his helmet? <laughs> uh, Who's your second receiver? Well, Ryan, before we get to that, taking a quick break to talk about underdog fantasy. Underdog Fantasy, they have so many fun uh, playoff tournaments going, including the NFL Divisional uh, Playoff Best Ball. And of course, they have uh, their Battle Royale, which is like their weekly format, kind of like a DFS meets a snake draft, very fun format. They also have daily games for NBA and NHL. Uh, tons of fun ways to play. And again, if you're just getting into some playoff fantasy, highly recommend Underdog Fantasy and get the account loaded up for uh, Best Ball Summer coming soon, right around the corner. And when you use our promo code SGPN, hundred percent deposit match up to $100 underdogfantasy.com promo code S G P N second receiver, Ryan, what do you got? Uh, we're going to, we're going to just, we're going to plop ourselves down on Mr. Oh, why is my phone ring on uh, Mr. Zay Jones. I, I definitely want to get into the Jacksonville, Kansas city game. I think Zay coming off a strangely inefficient 13 target performance against the Chargers. He's only 4,700. He's cheaper than Kirk. I think Kirk doing well in the last game against the Chiefs will help him garner way more ownership. So, wanted to be in the game on the Jacksonville side. Pretty sure people are going to be on Ingram, ETN, and Kirk before they are Zay Jones. So, wanted to get a little different. 4,700, Zay Jones. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'll jump in there because I also have Zay Jones, forty-seven hundred. Jump in, Sean. I mean, you you made a lot of good points. He's just clearly involved and a, a big part of the, you know, a big part of the offense. Like I, I'm I'm just trying to imagine a situation where he doesn't um, get a ton of looks. But I, yeah, I mean, you know, I I just think there's going to be there's opportunities against this Chiefs team. Both on the ground and in the air. Like I, I'm really worried about the Chiefs' defense. And I think if you're a Chiefs backer, I think 
this Jags team has nothing to lose. And I think any sort of game script, Zay Jones at 4,700 makes sense. If the Jags are winning big, sure. If the Jags are playing from behind, sure. I I don't know. Like I think he's involved in both kinds of games. Yeah. I, Adam, what do you got for your second receiver? Well, I'm just going to give us some more Zay Jones love here because Let's much go. like Zay Jones once ran through a hotel window screaming, I'm going to go fight for Jesus. We're going to fight for Zay Jones here on this podcast. He's possessed by the Lord. And let me tell you the very first 10 target game that Zay Jones had in his career Mm. came against the Kansas city chiefs. Zay Jones has produced against Kansas city. He knows how to get open against that defense. He's had high target games the past two times he played them. He had eight catches for 68 in the, in the week 10 game this year, he just, and he's been on fire. He's got six games of 10 plus targets. He's got multiple hundred yard games. He had a three touchdown game against Dallas. Zay Jones is proving Brandon Bean to be the smartest and Mm. dumbest man in the NFL all in one. (laughs) His receiver picks are out here doing exactly what he thought they could do on someone else's team. And it, it makes us feel good as Bills fans, but it also hurts a little bit seeing players like Isaiah Hodgins and Zay Jones do well because we liked them. They're great guys. But because of this front office's obsession with old special teams only veterans <laughs> on a special teams that can't cover punts, we're not going to get into that. This is a DFS show. Zay Jones, big time play. Got to have him. 4,700 frees up some room for some more top shelf talent earlier in the line. Is that, uh, is it just me or is it? She's like little baggage. Adam, <laughs> that was a personal take. Adam's got. Some I don't want to talk on. about yeah. Isaiah Hodgins hey, going off there, but we all know that's why Kramer left the dynasty league was well, because oh, he wow. knew he would have to pay a king's ransom for <laughs> Danny I... Dimes and Isaiah Hodgins, who are currently on that's my a, squad like, and carried me to a good second place finish this year. I feel this, good about this it. It's a great point. I mean, honestly, it seems like maybe Isaiah Hodgins uh, has the dog in him that the bills fans wish Gabe Davis had inside of him. But Sean, we 100%. have an announcement. We have an announcement to make. We have fired uh, as the ownership group for our dynasty team. We have fired the general manager, AKA ourselves and the team. <laughs> we will be looking for a new general wow. manager of the team. That's a real uh, privilege and an you, honor you to take re- over our dynasty. You team. will report directly to me. You can I, go ahead and message uh, be, Matt Morse in the Slack. He I'll be a silent. I'll be a silent owner, an owner that doesn't in, doesn't uh, want to be bothered with the results or know what's going. Adam, on. Adam, and Condoleezza Rice will be helping me in the search <laughs> for the new GM. It's a, you got to have a you got to have a group, and somehow it always has to include Condoleezza ha, Rice. Yeah, she's just on some sweet she, ass football. I, she was in like the text. college football playoff committee. She uh, she's uh, probably she, got some good dick jokes, you know. <laughs> She's she's just around football. Uh, the chat is alive and well. Bradley pointing out, uh, Jarek McKinnon had eight targets versus the Jags this year. Sean, you're on it. Easy wants to know. You really think AJ uh, Brown outproduces Smith this week? I I do. Uh, a lot of other uh, Zay love in the chat. Bradley pointing out, Chiefs lost the turnover battle three zero and still won by ten points. Uh, always fresh, never soggy. Or easy pointing out that was without playoff. Dougie P. All right, what else do we got here? So we all were on uh, Zay Jones. A lot of Zay Jones love. One receiver left. I'll start. Debo Samuel, fifty nine hundred. I'm sure he's going to be chalky, but 
this is just a classic eye test. Like he just, he looked like a man possessed. He, he was running all over the field. They went out of their way to get him involved. Whatever doctors said he might be out for the year. Those guys are crazy. And again, I think you're going to see a lot of like, this is the ultimate Kyle Shanahan cute game. He's going to be using a ton of RPO stuff, ton of like read option stuff, a ton of like Christian McCaffrey split out as a receiver, you know, Kittle in the backfield, Kittle as a receiver, like whatever it is, they're going to really mix it up. And I think it's going to lead to a ton of Debo touches. And I think that Dan Quinn's uh, defense might have trouble following a lot of that. And yeah, Elijah Mitchell, Debo uh, had huge games uh, last time they played. So I, I think, and the more I dug into it, there are, I, I again, maybe I'm insanely biased, but mm-hmm. one, you can definitely run on the Dallas Cowboys too. There were, it does seem like there's a couple deep shots available. So I think Debo kind of covers you for both there. Either way, this guy's getting like 15 touches and he's $5,900 at home. Debo Samuel all day. Kramer? Like it. All right. So on the continuation of being different, uh, and I saw him name his name pop up in the chat because I had noted that he missed the game, but maybe he got injured in the game. Juju at fifty one hundred again wanted to get in the. Yeah, I think he played like the first quarter and got banged up. Wanted to get in the Chiefs game. Uh, I think you're going to see Mahomes, McKinnon, and Kelsey be the popular plays. And we, you know, Juju's the only guy on the team that has shouldered any sort of volume in any other game. So if the Jags come out with a great game plan to take. Kelsey out of the game. I, I absolutely could see Juju gobble up a lot of volume here and yeah, get, get me the touchdown 5,100. He's pretty cheap. So I basically, I got into the Jags and chiefs game, Sean for 9,800, two guys, not bad. That's, that's my third receiver, Adam third receiver. Right. What, what do you got right there with you, Sean on Debo Samuel yeah. Debo got involved in a big way last week. Debo you know, the 49ers were comfortably into the playoffs all year. They probably didn't work him in as much, gave him some time. He's the kind of guy, he's the sports car. You're going to drive it a few times during the year, show your friends, but you know, you don't really need to do anything more than that to impress them. <laughs> and then when y'all go to Daytona and get on the track, you're bringing that puppy out and you're just smoking them all. We're on the track in Daytona mm-hmm. right now. And Dallas has never faced Debo Samuel. So this paper tiger Dallas defense needs to face a full complement of 49ers weapons. And Debo Samuel is the best offensive player on the 49ers. He is a man. You build your offense around. He is the feature of that offense. By the way, uh, speaking of Daytona, did you see and shout out to Scott Reichel of the sports gambling podcast network doing many, many things. Uh, he broke the news to me, at least on my Twitter feed, that Frankie Munoz from uh, Oh yes, Malcolm in the Middle is now a NASCAR driver. So fu- fucking, what a time to be yes, alive! Man, people did crazy shit in the pandemic. Yeah, he learned to. to well, race car driving is just about having a lot of money. So yeah, you have a head start. You gotta you gotta have the money. But all, I'm worried this is taking him away from being the only Clipper fan I know. Oh yeah, it was him and Clipper Daryl. They were the only guys who rooted for the Clippers. And now, mm. now that Frankie Munoz is in NASCAR, I worried he worried he's gonna lose his Clipper love. Oh, Bomber's still there. <laughs> ah. 
Palmer, what a psycho. All right. Uh, for me, tight end, fairly easy. You get the stack and you get to fade. Uh, one of the teams that are horrible at the tight ends. Give me Dallas Goddard going up against what? Uh, PFF, 31st uh, coverage grade. Uh, for the New York Giants, he's never had a touchdown against the Giants, aka he's due for one. Mm. Great opportunity against this Giants team, which is, I mean, yeah, they made T.J. Hawkinson look like Mark Bavaro. You know, I was thinking about using him as my bring back, but I couldn't bring, I couldn't use a, a guy named Dallas. No, there you go. Just like uh, our buddy Barrett couldn't play for Dallas. I'm gonna call him Philly Goddard. You call him something. Else. Philly Goddard for 4,500. Kramer, what are you doing? It's like your one title? of those Russian spies that they plant, like <laughs> wait twenty years to do something. Uh, tight end, uh, it, it, George Kittle is not going to be owned this weekend. Really? And so again, trying to build an actual GPP lineup out here, not just not just playing the obvious plays like Sean, George Kittle, fifty seven hundred. No, I I I think Debo being so cheap is going to make him quite popular, and McCaffrey's McCaffrey. I love Debo in the matchup too, for what it's worth, but I think. You know, there's a lot of versions of this game where the game plan is to get, you know, McCaffrey, the running game and Debo can't beat us. And that means Kittle is going to get a lot of volume. And, you know, stay tuned to the prop show because, Sean, we're, we're going to need to invest in it. We're going to need to look into the Kittle uh, ladders this weekend. Maybe, maybe some Kittle multi touchdown games. Mm. Yeah, I mean, which, by the way, who would you rather? Like, I love the TV shows. Who would you rather have uh, building your franchise around, Dak or Brock Purdy? It's like <laughs> it's a it's a good debate. It's, it's beautiful. Oh, uh, Brock Purdy all the George way. George Kittle, fifty seven hundred. Sean's favorite tight end out of Iowa. Yeah, stay tuned for the flex because I I got some I got some uh, some chatter there. Adam, what do you got for your tight end? Uh, did you mute yourself, Adam? Nope, I muted myself. There we go. We are going to complete the Josh Allen triple stack. High quality production over here, folks. We're going to go Dawson Knox. Oh, here wow. Because Dawson Knox is on a five game touchdown streak. You don't leave Tony. the table on a heater, boys. Whoa. You don't. No, that is like someone rolling dice and go, you know what? I'm good. I'm going to walk away. Like, no, you got to you gotta play till you crap out. Yeah. In Seven playoff games. Dawson Knox has five touchdowns. He does score a lot. He scores touchdowns. He does it well. He would have had a six touchdown if not for a phantom block in the back against the Houston Texans. I'm still <laughs> salty. Always going to be salty. And additionally, the Cincinnati Bengals gave up a hundred yards receiving to Isaiah Likely mm. in the regular season finale in a must-win, do or die. Coin flip game. They gave up a hundred yards to Isaiah likely, and then followed it up with 73 yards to Mark Andrews catching passes from Anthony Brown and Snoop Huntley. Josh <laughs> Allen is going to use Dawson Knox to pick this defense apart. We haven't had a Dawson Knox game yet this year. This is going to be it. <sighs> he does. He scored. I mean, some are saying Daniel Bellinger is the new Dawson Knox, but yeah, Dawson Knox scores a lot. Uh, I Daniel like Bellinger, also a member of the Upcountry Dgens in the SGPN Dynasty oh. League. <laughs> Kramer doesn't I, even know his own squad. I I, <laughs> I, I love I love how invested you are in Dable and the Giants. Um, oh, love Daddy Dable. Come uh, back, come back soon. Dawson Knox does seem to get a lot of red zone looks. I'll say that. And fun fact, I was we wait, were, and he got 
it was last week against the Dolphins. He got that second touchdown yeah. called back, right? Yep. Yeah. He and did. And I'm still not sure about I see why they called it back. I'm still not sure that wasn't his hand under the ball that caused it to move, but we'll just leave yeah, that, that in was the rear view mirror. Smart decision. <laughs> and by the way, fun fact George Kittle, TJ Hawkinson, both three star recruits. Well, they got that dog in them, right? <sighs> what are you what are you doing for your flex spot? That's my bring back. Devonta Smith. Oh, okay. The guy with the low key best matchup. Yes, um uh, yeah, I mean, I I think that the Giants are generally vulnerable to to good number two receivers. Uh, KJ Osborne and Adam Thielen not quite what it takes, and so I I, I think I think Dallas Goddard's going to get some attention from McKinney, and I think Adoree Jackson plus some help is going to be on AJ Brown. So I think Devonta Smith is is potentially the guy to have some big plays in this game. And again, mm. Sean. Just from the game theory aspect, because we're trying to win a million, not not forty bucks here. Devonta Smith seventy two hundred. How much did you pay for AJ Brown? Seventy six. Exactly. How many people are going to click Smith over Brown? Not many. Yeah. So we got a little different with the bring back. I know you're supposed to correlate the tight end in there, but I, I I'm also a little worried with how Dallas Goddard's going to get played this week because everyone saw what TJ Hawkinson just did to the Giants. So. <laughs> uh, Devonta Smith, seventy two hundred. Bring back. Uh, yeah, for me, I'm going back and forth. Do I get cute and play Kittle as as a, as a twelve personnel? Love using twelve personnel in my yeah. DFS lineups. Or do I go Christian Kirk? Because I think the Christian Kirk Zay Jones with the McKinney game stack won't be owned that much. Uh, I I think you're using the wrong jag there. I think you want Evan Ingram in that stack over Christian Kirk. Really? Evan Ingram been more consistently involved in the passing game. Compare them side by side. Kirk has been up and down. Ingram has been consistently high. He might even be the featured weapon in that offense outside of ETN. They love going to him. They use him well. And he gets open and he capitalizes on weak matches. Yeah, no, Chiefs linebackers. Are gonna get carved up. I like I like Ingram. I think I'm gonna go Kittle because I think the Kittle Goddard ownership, like having two tight ends, I, Kittle and Goddard, that's how I'm gonna get different. And Boston Scott. That's the right uh GPP play. Yeah. I'll go Both Kittle. Ingram and, and I Kirk but I like Ingram. Owned. I think I have Ingram in my FFPC. Uh, but I just I have the salary for Kittle, so it feels like he's gotta go there. And the Brock Purdy Kittle touchdown thing, I think. You is you real. heard my play and you're like, that was that was really sharp. I'm gonna I'm gonna copy that. Yeah, I'm sticking with I'm sticking with AJ Brown. I see your I see your angle though on um on on Devonta. That maybe they both have good games. Maybe they both tear up that Giants defense. Adam, what do you got in your flex spot? I can't predict an 80-point shootout and not have the Cincinnati <laughs> Bengals in this lineup. So I went with T Higgins, the man who last playoffs had 299 touchdown, 299 yards and two touchdowns from the divisional AFC championship and super bowl. He was a beast once they got out of wild card weekend and he's been kind of quiet this year, but he has that big potential. And the thing that he has is he's a big physical receiver and the bills are really going to struggle to cover him. And, you know, I think the bills are going to focus on Jamar chase, making sure he doesn't get loose over the top, which leaves T Higgins to beat up smaller DBs all day. On jump balls and physical contested catches. I think he's going to have 100 yards here against the Bills. And I think that, again, it's going to be a shootout. So I want to be on both sides of it. 
the sweet, sweet irony of T Higgins and that sweet playoff run winning me a shitload of money. And then the next year in the last game of the championship round, T Higgins essentially costing me tons of fucking money. Uh, I guess it all, uh, the karma equaled out in the end, but yeah, T Higgins is some games. He looks big. You see it. You look him out. You see well, him out there. And he, he, looks and he tall. has the number eighty-five. I I always think throwback. for a second there that he's a tight end. <laughs> he's a throwback. Where, where is it? Yeah, T Higgins, great play. I I like the I like the T Higgins. Play. T Higgins again. He's cheap. He's fifty-eight hundred, right? Yeah, that's way cheaper than a wide receiver. Delicious. One B should be. It's Two thousand less than Chase. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, that uh, their splits are usually closer to even. I mean, I still like Chase a little bit more. Uh, not considering salary, but two thousand dollars in a DFS lineup for a four-game slate is a huge difference. For me, the defense—you select the defense who can get the sacks. Why not take the NFL leader in sacks, aka the Philadelphia Eagles, wow. at home wow. against Daniel Jones? Wow! How many turnovers did Daniel Jones have last game, oh. Ryan? Zero. That's gonna change come Saturday. You haven't been paying attention. He does. He's not. He's not turning the ball over this year. Well, that's going to change come Saturday. Okay. I think again, the Eagles defense a uh, ton of sacks opportunities. Yeah. No, they, they've gotten a lot of sacks in the regular season. I uh, you could also talk me into the the Bengals defense. Adam, close your ears here, but with Josh Allen's turnover stuff, I I think at 2400, the fact that they're that cheap, I think is oh, is really viable as well. That's who my defense is. Okay. Stacked nicely with Joe Mixon. You know I like the running back. You do like Cincinnati that sack. Right? I've also completely faded the bill. So if you know if it is a low, if it isn't what Adam thinks it's going to be, and it's a lower scoring game, uh, certainly will be in play. You know how the Bengals are going to play this. They're going to they're going to hang back and and wait for Josh Allen to make a mistake. So we just have to hope the mistake turns into a touchdown. Apologies in advance, Don. Twenty four hundred Bengals defense. Well, I think there's. Again, I think when playing these like four game slates, there is something interesting to like just deciding to fade one game. Cause one of these games, I think, will end up being pretty ugly. Just because the nature of four outdoor playoff games, like one of these it's is gonna, gonna be the 49ers in Dallas. That, and San Francisco's gonna run rough shot over maybe, Dallas this weekend. And maybe that's it. Um, but I could see one of them being ugly and and you're looking back and going, I wish I had no guys from this game, but <laughs> Uh, Adam, what's your, what's your defense here? Quietly as everyone's been worried about the bills protection, Josh Allen holding the ball too long. Do you know who ranked 11th in the NFL in sacks allowed playing one less game than everybody else, a team that is now missing 60% (laughs) of their starting offensive linemen with a defensive line that has been listening to the naysayers say they can't play without Von Miller, Greg Rousseau, Ed Oliver, first round blue chip players <laughs> are going to be hungry on Sunday. And Joe Burrow is on the menu in Buffalo. 44 sacks allowed on the year by the Bengals. Joe Burrow has thrown 12 interceptions and has 18 total turnovers on the year. He's not quite, he hasn't turned the ball over as much as Josh, but he's been close and he loves to take those chances and take those shots. And with a rangy long linebacking core, like Tremaine Edmonds and Matt Milano, additionally, the Bengals have (laughs) turned the ball over at least once in their past five 
games, five straight games with a turnover for the Cincinnati Bengals, including three against a pitiful New England Patriots defense. <laughs> I love right. how Adam Adam has his like wrestler heel thing, yeah. and then he takes a break. And he goes additionally, and then he's got more blue stats. Chip, blue chip promo, and if someone is ordering Joe Burrow because he's on the menu, I assume you, you're getting that with blue cheese and not ranch, right? Oh, what am I, a monster? <laughs> all right, can, if someone could get a Photoshop of Joe Burrow uh, with blue cheese all over him, maybe just oh, a yeah. head on a wing or something. I don't also, know. don't forget they turned it over five times against the Steelers in Week One. That's true, and almost won the game in uh, the regular season. They're, they're, they did almost win the game, which <laughs> means they'll turn it over four or five times against a better team and lose the game. Uh, there is, uh, I was listening to <laughs> this fantasy show, and they were making a case for Dak. And they go, uh, yeah, Dak has 15 interceptions, but those are just 15 individual plays. Like, if you look at that, I go, you can't do that. You can't just go, hey, that's a small sample size of 15 plays. Yeah, but in that small sample size, 100% of the time, he threw for interceptions. Throwing for 15 interceptions when you, and leading the league in interceptions when you didn't play five games, that fucking matters. Okay? That means you're not a good quarterback. Honey, I, I won fifty thousand dollars in Vegas, and then I lost two hundred. Yeah, you're just looking at a select uh, plays. Yes, you have to include the bad plays People when like, you're evaluating. Dak's a nice guy. He's a hippie. His name's Rain, and they just they're sympathetic to his cause. Don't forget, last year Joe Burrow took nine sacks in the divisional round mm -hmm. and threw one pick against no touchdowns. He has thrown a pick in fifty percent of his playoff games oh. and been sacked. 23 times over five games, See nine, that? seven, and four. That's a, play that's it, that's a playoff a, trend, right? But there. that's the thing is, uh, <laughs> that's the thing. Like they, the Bengals almost factor that into their game plan. Like, Hey, all right, uh, Josh, you know, Joe Burrow's going to get sacked seven times. And what are we going to do in the other place? Like it, they almost factor <laughs> it in, which to your point is probably a good time to play chalk, the defense. Chalk uh, is projected to be the bills defense. If you were wondering. easy, followed e by the Eagles, easy. It's, it's the pricing there. It's 2,900. It's too cheap for a defense that turns the ball over. And we're still waiting. Number 23 has been practicing. The practice window is open for Micah Hyde. Could he make a miraculous return after being counted out all year? Oh, we, Probably we, not, but we, we can hope. If we clip that, we could say like uh, Adam Pelletier has news about a Bills player potentially returning for the game. Be really ambiguous. But then it's the Micah practice Hyde. window is open. And he didn't come back just to practice. It's true. They think they think they think he can play. And if he can play this weekend and it won't put his long-term health at risk, honestly, if they, it does, they might put him on the field because they say we can't re-sign him. What yeah. good is he to us next year? We're not re-signing him because we got a lot of young guys to pay. I hope they re-sign him, but he's right. getting older and safety's Got to be athletic. Drive the wheel. Adam, on. can we get a final score prediction for the Bills and Bengals? I, I think it's going to be 44 40. Wow. <laughs> Shootout. Oh Shootout. So you have in the, upstate New York this weekend. And, and and to be clear, you have the Bills with 44, right? Of course. Oh, so not, not even covering. <laughs> no, the no. Bengals. Uh, Bengals. What, what did it get to? They were, it was at three and a half last I saw. No, oh, it's five. up to. Uh, we're look. We're Got talking five right five. now. Lots of money. 
public right money on the Bengals. This feels like a bill spot. <laughs> right now over at WinBet, uh Bengals plus five and a half. Whoa. Minus minus one oh eight. Get that sweet, sweet minus looks one. Looks like the it looks like uh, America's team catching all the money. Get what could go wrong. Thank you, Adam, for calling in. Uh, make sure you check Always. out Adam sportsgamblingpodcast.com. The managing editor uh, does a lot of, st- uh, you know, all over the site, helping it out, getting the uh, fantasy football podcast up and running. We got, ton- we got the XFL gambling podcast, Whoa. got a ton of off season fantasy stuff going alt fantasy. However deep you want to go in the fantasy waters, Adam is there to be your lifeguard to prevent you from drowning. Follow him on Twitter at Adam Pelletier. And uh, make sure you toss us a nice rating review, Apple Podcasts. We will announce a winner of a nice SGPN gift card on the uh, Sunday night recap I show. Just, I just picture Alt Fantasy, a bunch of dudes dressed in like steampunk costumes, <laughs> drafting a fantasy team. That's not how you draft your fantasy team normally. <laughs> Thank you for participating in the Sports Gambling Podcast. For the Sports Gambling Podcast, I'm Sean Stacking the Money Green, and he is Ryan. Excellent show today, Sean. Kramer, let it ride.